Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Steel Podcast, where we talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers, no BS, just the real steel. I'm your host, Jeff Schmidt, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Bolt. We've had some exciting moves made by the Steelers front office over the past week, so we figured it was a good time to record another episode, break things down a little bit, and see where we go from here. So, Bolt, I'm going to throw it over to you with a question. It's March 21st. Relative to where we stood on January 8th, which was our last game of the season, are we a better team, a worse team, or about the same? Yeah, uh, I'm glad that we waited this long to do this this podcast because if you would have asked me a week ago, I might have had a different opinion. But as of today, I think we're definitely a better team. Uh, I can definitely say for certain Saturday night when the Isaac Cialmolo, um and I'm going to mispronounce his name mispronounce his name all year. But when they made that signing, I was very, very happy. And we'll get into that. But So they definitely, in my opinion, are a better team. And I'm excited to get to finally talk about it. And I think as a Steelers fan, we, we can't say that we're not better. You know? Right. I mean, granted, the way you have to look at things is every team's going to be getting better in, in this yeah. period of time. But I'm all aboard. I, I, I think we're getting better. Um, so we figured what we could do for this episode today is, is talk a little bit about the moves the Steelers have made um, and why we do think we are a better team today. Um, and then maybe just for a couple of minutes, talk a little bit about, you know, the pro days uh, that, that the coaching staff and the front office has been going to as well as the draft and then maybe take a quick look around the division. So let's get started. Um, let's go ahead and, and break down the moves that we've made. I want to split this up into three different categories, the departures that have left our team. Yep. The re-signs that we've had, and the new signs. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, sounds good. All right. So let's let's start things off with with departures, and you know I'm going to go through just a list of a few, and and you can chime in here um, with some of your thoughts. But just in terms of of a name standpoint, um, before the actually the the new league year officially started, we released William Jackson the third. He was the guy that we had made a trade for from from Washington. Yep. Um, and really, that was just to clear cap space, which was a great move. We did clear a lot of cap space from that. Well, and on top of that, we traded a sixth-round pick or seventh-round pick, and since he never played a snap, we got it back. So we didn't even lose anything. It was having him on our salary cap for half the year. Yeah, so good move. Totally gone. Unfortunately, we didn't really get to test the waters with him. We know yeah. he had issues last year being on IR, but it is what it is. So for us, it's a good move to move forward and, and clear some cap space. Now, on the contrary, I think the, the biggest departure here was Cam Sutton. So this, I think, was on the first day that the new league had, had officially started. Yes. Cam Sutton, we learned that he signed with the Lions for a three-year, $33 million contract. And the news was that we weren't even close in terms of giving Cam an offer to what he was offered by the Lions. So it's, a, it's sad to see him go. He was a, a, a pretty... Played a pivotal, pretty pivotal role, I guess you could say, in terms of our, our defense and really came into his own this year. So um, it is definitely a loss to, to see him go. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think where we rumored did not come anywhere close on the signing was the, the guaranteed money. He actually got guaranteed $22.5 million and $21 million at signing. So if you actually look at some of his quotes from the past week, he said how he wanted to stay a Steeler, but – his agent kind of, he said he trusted his agent and his agent said, Hey man, you're going to Detroit. And he's like, what? And they're like, you're, you're getting this much money. And this is more than he made in all of his years with the Steelers combined. And wow. he said, well, that's going to change my whole family and my whole life. So yeah, I, I guess I'm going to go to Detroit, but I agree on the football field. It's a huge loss. Um, they said he was a really big veteran leader in the locker room, vocal leader in the locker room. And I thought he played pretty well, both inside and outside. 
Um, yeah. So it will be a big hole to fill, but hopefully through some of the things we talk about today and, and later on in this before the season, we'll, we'll fill that hole. Yeah. And overall, I think, you know, Kamsland's probably one of the people we'll spend the most time talking about. I, I, I would just say, you know, good luck to him. Wish the best to him. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Lions have made a lot of acquisitions uh, in free agency, made a huge yeah. splash, and they were a team that kind of came on last year and were fun to watch, and it could be kind of a new wave we get with the Lions. So I'll, I'll be rooting for him for sure. Yeah, the other thing I will say is, I mean, very versatile, and we, I mean, we need help on the back end, so it, it does hurt to get him or to lose him. But three years, $11 million a year, it, I feel like was definitely just out of the Steelers' price range. Yeah. They, don't, they don't pay a lot of free agents that type of money, and especially a cornerback. I know he's still young, but I just I don't think they ever were going to pay him anywhere near that kind of money. Yeah, agreed. So speaking of you know cutting someone to to I guess clear some cap space as well, um, we move into the linebacker room, and Miles Jack was a big cut um, that that we made. Yeah. He has not found a new home as of yet. Um, but in addition to Miles Jack, Devin Bush got signed by Seattle. Malik Reed got signed by the Dolphins. And Robert Spillane got signed by the Raiders. So four linebackers out of our linebacker group um, in a matter of just a few days gone like that. So that's a, you know, we, we had expressed that, you know, we think our linebacker room definitely needs some work, needs some veteran presence, probably needs some new life um, brought into it through the draft as well. So to see four departures there is a pretty significant, I would say, um, maybe detrimental piece even to, to what we experienced. Holy crap. For a team that we said linebacker was one of our weakest spots to then every single linebacker on the team last year, except for Mark Robinson is, is gone. And, Specifically and, the inside linebacker. Well, yeah, yeah right. right. Sorry. That's yeah. The middle team. linebackers. You're right. But it's still crazy to lose, to lose four of them. Um, the miles Jack one, I, I get, he was hurt most of last year. He's been hurt the last few years. He hasn't been able to play a full season. Um, he's still only 27 years old, but, we saved $8 million by, by cutting him. So for cap reasons, that made a lot of sense. Um, Devin Bush, I think we all have seen the writing on the wall for the past year or two now that he was going to be gone. I, I really think um, Spillane was the, was the big surprise there. I think if you look at most Steelers writers or most people that follow the Steelers, including myself, I thought Spillane would be back, at least just as a depth piece in that, in that yeah. room. And for him to leave was was kind of shocking, but he got paid pretty got decent payday. money. What two years, seven million dollars to go to Vegas? I mean, good for him. Uh, he he was he was always a big hitter and a lot of energy. Just again, we weren't going to give him three and a half million dollars, nor would I want them to pay him that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully a fresh start for Devin Bush in Seattle, right on a one year deal. Yeah, Malik Reed. We rolled the dice with him, and and who knows what happens with the Dolphins and and Spillane. Yeah, like you said would have anticipated keeping him, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I think we'll talk about the new signs we made at the linebacker position in just a few minutes to kind of fill those holes. But I saw like a really interesting stat that uh, basically said that Mark Robinson is our only inside linebacker under contract that played a snap for the Steelers in 2022. So crazy. um, We're going to see a lot of turnover at that position. But, and we'll talk about this when we get to the new signings it was obviously a point of emphasis coming into this offseason that they were not happy with that linebacking room and the middle right. linebackers, and it needed to be upgraded. And and, and so it, it, if you look at it from that perspective, it makes sense why everybody's gone. It's just going to be interesting that. how we move forward. Yeah, yeah. we knew that. We knew it was a glaring weakness too. Like we've said that multiple times. So that yeah. was definitely, yeah, interesting to see things. But 
Okay, so let's move into the re-signs that we made. Um, three names that I'm not entirely sure if they were before the new league started or, or the new year started or if they were like right as it was kind of happening. But um, Jameer Jones is an edge that we, we re-signed. Christian Kuntz, our long snapper, we re-signed him for another year. And then Anthony Miller, a wide receiver that we were both, I would say, admittedly excited about, never got to see him um, this year. Uh, I, I believe he played for a couple of years on the Bears, maybe. Yes. Um, uh, we think he could be a good wide receiver, but he's back as well. So those three guys were kind of the smaller names, I guess you could say. And then we had a couple big names um, in terms of what recently happened, all on defense. So Larry Ogunjobi was the first big one. Um, huge contract he got. Do you have the numbers there for his contract? Yeah, he got paid, it was three years, $28.75 million with an average of like $9.6 million a year. So pretty hefty payday. Now, we had both said, I believe, that Ogunjobi is the guy that we wanted to re-sign. Yes. If he stays healthy, he is a really you know strong force on that defensive line. Um, I think yes. Ogunjobi is a, a hell of a player. So I'm, I'm happy that happened. It was a pretty big payday. I think it was more than most uh, I guess you could say Steelers writers uh, probably expected it to be. Um, but I, it seems like that's kind of the market right now for a, a defensive lineman that you believe in, right? Yeah, I mean, he got less money than Cam Sutton did, but out of all the other signings that we made, he got the most total money and the most per year uh, money as well. So he's been our biggest signing so far, and we'll talk about the other ones in a little bit. But obviously they only had really Cam Hayward left on the roster and maybe a couple young guys that are, still don't have a lot of experience. So bringing back Larry O was, was a big deal. And we saw glimpses of his, him being really, really good, but oh, he really? also, he struggled with injuries this past year, which, which hurt him, but I'm glad they gave him another chance and brought him back. And I think he's going to be a force there with Cam Hayward right beside him. So yeah. very, very happy about that. Just to touch on the three earlier, the Anthony Miller one, like we said, like you said, very exciting camp. Let's hope he can stay healthy. I think he could maybe like add some depth to that wide receiver room. And then Christian Coons, I think keeping your, I think keeping your 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 whole unit in the kicking game is important. So mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. the same same snapper with the same punter and kicker, I think would be bit good, especially with the a kicking game that that struggled this year. So I like that signing as well. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. Okay. So the other two guys, Demonte Casey, we signed. Uh, re-signed. He, he's a safety. We saw a couple games out of him at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, he, I believe, had an injury during the Lions preseason game, and so he was on IR for most of the year. Got put in towards the end. He played a game where I think Minka was hurt. Um, he played a game together, I think, with Minka and Edmonds, and I'm really excited about this signing. Now, I think this has some downstream implications. We'll talk about in just a, a couple minutes here with Terrell Edmonds and whether or not he stays. Um, but regardless, I think KZ is a great re-sign. Um, he showed a couple flashes last year. I'm very excited to have him back. Yeah, two big picks for us in the season. I thought uh, the three safety set with him, Edmonds, and Minka was huge. Uh, yes. Played very big for us down the stretch. So yeah, I was happy to see him come back two years, $6 million. Not that, not that expensive for a veteran, uh, a veteran safety, so happy to see him come back. Yeah, and then just a few hours ago, it's Tuesday night as we're recording this, but James Pierre signed a one-year deal with the Steelers as well. So James Pierre uh, really going to add some depth there to our, our defensive back room. It's pretty clear that that needs some 
revamping, I guess you could say as well. Yeah. Um, so James Pierre will hopefully provide a good veteran presence. And he came into his own, I guess you could argue a little bit last year as well. well definitely. I mean, here's some stuff. He only played 260 defensive snaps. So it was small, but he had a 41.9 per completion percentage allowed 5.8 yards per target, 58.7 passer rating allowed and zero missed tackles. So for a small sample size, it's pretty good numbers, especially from a guy who was two years ago supposed to be our starter and then yeah. flamed out and got benched. He, he, he recovered and played pretty well in a small sample size. So, like we said, with, with Sutton gone, he might get some more, more time this year. Yeah, I'd expect a strong camp out of him, hopefully, um, and hopefully a good year. And on that note, I will also just add, not that this is a re-sign, but we did restructure Minka's contract. So that saved us a little bit of cap space and room there as well. I want to say that saved us about 10 or $12 million, which was a big deal. So Significant. Definitely significant. Okay, so... That's a little bit of, you know, the departures and the re-signs. Uh, let's talk about the, the exciting part. Uh, yeah. I think this is kind of what everyone, you know, gets hyped up about. And I would say traditionally, at least as I re- can recall, I-, I don't feel like the Steelers have been a team where we make a splash all the time. No, we, we haven't. Um, but I did see something on the internet last night that Last year we did. This is very, very similar to what we did last year, um, early on in training camp, and that was, but that was the or early on in uh, free agency. But this, that was the first time we ever did it. So it's good to see that that Omar Khan is following in those last year of Kevin Colbert's footsteps and making moves. And I wonder if Omar Khan had a lot to do with last year because now he's taken over and having a lot of the same impact. So yeah, I love seeing them make moves. Could be totally agree. I mean, there were some teams that have been you know extremely quiet. So to have a splash, I have. Five names written down here, which I think is pretty significant given these guys could all probably see, you know, starting time. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's start. First day, The I would argue one of the biggest ones, uh, maybe the biggest one until um, Isaac Samalu came through, but Patrick Peterson, uh, a long-tenured NFL cornerback. Um, we signed him for, I think, two years uh, or, or up yes. to two years. Yep, two-year 14 mil. Two-year 14 million. I think it was five million guaranteed. Um, so Patrick Peterson is, um, some would argue based on his career alone that, that he will be inducted into the hall of fame, uh, as a defensive back. He is a, a really strong corner. Um, last year, actually, he played one of his best years in, in recent years. Now, some are going to argue and say that he's washed up. I believe he's 32 years old, might be 33 years old by the time that, uh, the season starts. Probably correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, but, I think you're right. Um, I'm really happy about this signing. I think he he brings a veteran presence into this room. To me, it's Joe Hayden-esque in what we're doing here, bringing in a a really solid vet that we know um, can perform well, has performed well, and has a lot of leadership skills. So I think Patrick Peterson is going to be really pivotal, pivotal for helping us revamp our corner room. What do you think? Yeah, I, as you went through it with me, I had very mixed emotions on this signing. Uh, I was one of the people that originally thought, I think that's a waste. He's a little older. Um, I don't think that's really the move we need to replace Cam Sutton. But then I looked into it a little bit more, and his numbers were fantastic last year. And he played all right. 17 games. So he claims that he feels fantastic. He feels his body feels really good. It shows in him playing all last year. I know he's going to be 33, but – Hey, the guy can still play, and he, he he wants to prove everybody wrong that he's the the tread's not done on the tires. So, the other big thing is this: I think this proves like what the focus is this year. That defensive backfield they led the league in interceptions, I believe. Yeah, tied, tied. Yeah, 
he, this he had, this was he had five picks last year, and that was the second most in a season he's had. He's, he's a bull hawk. He's thirty four in his career. So again, they're they're trying to get guys back there that are going to make plays on the ball, kind of like Casey did for us. So I, I'm very happy. I started off a little bit bitter and not happy about it. I'm happy. I think it's a great signing. He's been awesome with the fan base. He wanted to wear number seven. The entire Steelers nation shut him down hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now he gets to wear Bryant McFadden's old number, number 20. And that's yeah. his cousin who he does a podcast with. So he's all in and very excited about this. And I'm so excited to have a veteran presence in a young cornerback uh, room. Me too. I think he brings a good attitude. He seems like a fun guy. He seems like a Steelers guy. Um, and, and like I said, he's a ball hawk. I mean, I think there's there's two stipulations, I think, that, that come with him. Number one is his age, right? And the yeah. money that's associated with – are we overpaying based on his age? Which I don't think we are. I think we're paying no. pretty fair market value for getting someone like him. We're not paying for the name. We're paying for a good player. Um, and I think the other thing that I have at least read is that Patrick Peterson is traditionally a zone cornerback. And yeah. there's a lot of movement towards playing more man-to-man. Um, and and we play a lot of man. Right. And so the Steelers tend to do that. And so there is some conflicting, I guess, thought you know, schools of thought there um, in terms of, you know, how he's going to fit in. But regardless- well, the good thing is he, he he has come out and said he wants to move around. He doesn't want to just stay outside on one side of the field. He wants to be moved around, which I think gives him some flexibility with the Steelers. And maybe he can cover inside or play a little bit more of that Cam Sutton role. So that could be good. But I think this is this hits two major points that are two major themes you'll see in our 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 free agency signings one this is a guy that seems fully committed to the Steelers really into the into the idea of playing for the Steelers he, he said he loves Mike Tomlin this uh, and and he wants to retire I still a Steeler I think or like finish his career with the Steelers yeah. so that's big the other thing is these are guys that we have a lot of the guys we have signed we we have looked at in the past if you remember a couple years ago there was the rumor we were going to trade for him when he was on yeah. the Cardinals at the trade deadline that's another thing look when we picked up William Jackson they like to go for guys that they scouted in the years past and bring them in now so I think they did that a couple times here as well so I'm happy about it they seem to really really like this guy and really be happy about Patrick Peterson so see what he can do I'm all in yeah, if they're happy, I'm happy. So we'll see what happens. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be a good guy. Um, okay, let's stay on the defense. So we talked about all those linebackers that left, right? We bring in two, I would say, pretty well-seasoned linebackers that we're getting. Cole Holcomb yeah. played for the Commanders, and then Alandon Roberts from the Dolphins. Both solid, solid linebackers. Um, there's a backstory there with Roberts and, and Brian Flores and saying how um, you know, Robert said that he felt like he would fit into the Steelers team. And Cole Holcomb was the signal caller for the commander. He wore the green dot. Um, he was a defensive captain, I believe. Yeah. Um, so really, really good roles that you could fill in. I mean, at least in what I've read, um, I've heard people saying that Cole Holcomb is, you know, a little bit better than Robert Spillane. He's a Robert Spillane, but a little bit better. I don't know if they're saying that just because he's white, but I mean, <laughs> I think Cole Holcomb is, is going to be a really solid, hard-hitting linebacker that is, you know, playing Steelers defense. Um, so I'm excited for him, and I'm excited to see Roberts as well. Yeah, Roberts is is 29 years old or about to be 29, and Holcomb is, is about to be 27. So it's not early 20s, but they're not old either, and uh, they seem to have a lot of tread left on the tires. The one the one big deal with Holcomb is he only played seven seven games last year. So um, that was the one holdup in signing him. He had to pass a physical, but he passed, and we signed him. So I'm excited about that. But you mentioned the green dot. And if, if you read, uh, and for those of you that don't know, the green dot on the back of the helmet is for the players that call the plays so they can hear the sideline on the on the headset. Um, 
that's a big deal. We need that kind of leadership. And supposedly Cole Holcomb and Roberts were big time leaders on in their defensive room. So getting two more guys like that is huge. But this is the big move for Steelers. We're, we're going back towards down, like down or what? We're we're just trying to get big hitters. We're moving away from the lateral linebackers yeah. like Devin Bush and Miles Jack, who who are good in coverage and stuff. And we're just getting downhill. I'm gonna hit you in the face and I'm gonna knock you out like like Robert Spillane would do type of linebackers. And that's what we're getting out of Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts. And I'm excited about that. We need some some run stuffers because we've been getting gashed in the running game the last couple of years. And I think these two will be a big help. Yeah, and I would expect, you know, like we'll talk about it in just a few moments moments. Um we'll we'll probably make a, a draft pick at the linebacker position as well. Yeah. Um, but these are gonna be good guys to you know, hold down the fort, I guess you could say. And, and absolutely probably quite frankly, good for Mark Robinson's development as well um, for him to get yeah. some new fresh faces. And he'll probably have, you know, a good chance to get a lot of reps at that position. So. Yeah. And, and Mark Robinson's more of the sideline, the sideline kind of linebacker. So I think he will play a lot because I don't think a Landon Roberts will play all three downs and I don't Holcomb might, but I don't know if he will. So if they yeah. draft somebody in Mark Robinson, they might, they could get a lot of playing time. So this linebacker room's really coming together when, when you say when we talked about four guys from last year being gone, I was a little nervous, but they've really they've put an effort, emphasis on it, and I, I'm happy with where it's going. Yeah, I would say a splash in terms of the signings that we made. So let's transition now to, to offense, specifically to our offensive line. Two big signings here. Love Nasty it. Nate Herbig. Talk about a big dude, man. So this guy played uh, – he's a guard. He, he came to us from the Jets, I believe, and played for a couple of years on the Eagles. And if you guys have not seen a picture of Nate Herbert, <laughs> I would encourage everyone to go onto Google and just search him. He's this a big a, boy. He's a big boy. And and he's like – I watched his press conference, and he's just like – he's like a big teddy bear too. Yeah. Um, it's funny that they call him Nasty Nate, but uh, – this guy, you may have seen the, the clip from Steelers' social media page, but um, he's just stoked to be a Steeler. He, he is excited to be part of this team and um, hopefully will be a good, a good run blocker. From what I've read, I'm not entirely sure if he's going to plug himself right into a starting role. Might be more of a, of a depth signing here at the offensive line, which is not a bad thing, um, but I think a good acquisition altogether. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and and you said he's excited to be a Steeler. He they asked him why he wanted to come here, and he said, "What do you mean? It's the Steelers. I wanted to obviously be a Steeler. That's yeah. awesome." Like I said with Patrick Peterson, these are guys that want to be here, and that's what you want in your locker room. But man, they call him nasty because if you watch him play, he will he will drive you into the ground. I think he's nasty on the field, funny off the field. So super excited about him. It's a good depth signing. Um, I think Isaac Siomolo will get the start. Him and and James Daniels will be our our guards with. Mason Cool in the middle, but we got lucky. We talked about this at the end of the season podcast. We got lucky and didn't get any injury bug on the offensive line last year. Yeah. This is to kind of play the the odds on that one. Well, we had a really good year last year. We could run into some injuries, injuries this year, and right. Nate Herbig can fill in for that. So I am so excited about this, and we're building the picket fence. That's building what I keep seeing, yeah, and I'm, no. I am so happy about that. Yeah, and the latest addition you mentioned too, Isaac Sayamalu. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I watched a video of him saying it, Sayamalu, and he says it really quick. Um, okay. But I think that's what it is. So um, he's a, a veteran offensive lineman coming over to us from the Eagles. They had a really, really strong offensive line. Obviously, he was one of the guys that played a pivotal role in that. But um, yeah. I, I think you could argue that 
Um, he was probably overlooked in that role because they have some big prominent names on that line. But we got him for three years, a big signing, a big deal. And like you said, building the picket fence, this guy is going to be huge for us. These two guys are big boys, and they, they are going to move some ground, and it's awesome. If you read some stuff about Sayamolo, and like I said, I'm going to mispronounce it all year. But if, if you read some stuff about him, they, he was the fifth best lineman on the, on the Eagles. Okay, well, they were the best offensive line. And Jason, yeah. and Jason Kelsey, who's a Hall of Famer, said he was the smartest of the five okay. offensive linemen. That's a big deal. And, again, we're getting smart guys that want to play. And, and this is the Andy Weedle imprint on the team. Andy Weedle, as we talked about during the year, came to us from the Eagles. He built that or helped build that Eagles team that just lost in the Super Bowl. Sayomola was one of the guys he brought in. Nate yep. Herbig, he was one of the guys he brought in. These are two guys he really, really liked and really thought could make an impact. So we're trying to get bigger in the trenches, and man, do these two help. So yeah. I am ecstatic about these two signings. I think it makes our O-line from semi-questionable to being – really good or possibly really good yeah me too so on that note i want to ask you a question and it doesn't have to be necessarily players and i have a list of some of our other you know free agents um, yeah whether they're restricted or unrestricted um what other position would you like us to bring a free agent into to to sign um you know we're probably going to address a lot of the needs that we talked about in the draft and we're probably going to even address some of these positions that we have been signing for um you know in the draft as well but yeah is there anything that stands out to you because to me i think it, my opinion and based on one thing i've i've been seeing a lot um in news articles is the wide receiver position um it would be interesting and, and maybe not all that surprising if we brought in uh, a veteran wide receiver in terms of a, a free agent signing um, and I say that because I look at our list and, and Steven Sims, restricted free agent, Miles Boykin, unrestricted free agent. These are two guys that, you know, might teeter totter. And if we sign yeah. one of them or both of them, maybe we don't. But if both of those guys walk, um, maybe that that opens a door for someone like a Jarvis Landry or a Michael Hardman or, you know, a couple uh, wide receivers that are out there to come in. I'm not sure. Yeah, I- Honestly, I didn't think wide receiver was a big need for us, but I would, first of all, love Steven Sims back. I thought he's only 25 years old. He was great in the return game. I think he could play a bigger role in the receiving game as well. Um, But, you know, seeing things, maybe we do need some help in the receiver room. That, Like you said, that veteran presence is important. We haven't really had a veteran presence in there in in, in a few years now. So I could see them doing it, and, and I'm sure I sent this to you. If you haven't seen it yet, Dan Orlovsky on Odell on Beckham. ESPN thinks that we should get Odell Beckham Jr. to really just blow the top off of it. And listen, I'm all for it. I'm a big yeah, Odell not fan. for more than ten million dollars. So. Well, we, that's the problem. It will never happen because we can't afford him. Yeah. But what I did like hearing was he th- national media thinks we're a playmaker away from competing with the Chiefs, the the Bengals, the True. Bills. That is awesome to hear, and that has to do with all these signings we keep talking about. So I, I'm I'm okay to I don't think wide receivers should be a priority, but I'm okay to I'd be I'd be fine. I want to bring back Steven Sims and I'd even be okay with a veteran as well. Yeah. Okay. So So then my what I do think is important, since yeah. you did ask that question, I ignored it, is I think there's two positions that are key. I think we need to bring in another defense alignment. Okay. I, I, I know that we're gonna try to draft one, but if you think about it, we we truly have Larry Ogunjobi and Cam Hayward, and and Cam Hayward's getting older. Larry Ogunjobi's twenty nine. 
we need some depth. Look at the Eagles last year. They had like three waves of defensive linemen, and that's how they got to the Super Bowl. And, and Andy Weedle's imprint wants that. My, my second one is going to be, and you might disagree, but it's safety. Yeah, no, it, it's true. We need to bring Terrell Edmonds back. Yep. We need to bring him back. He was a key component of that defense last year. We signed KZ. We talked about how the three the three safety look was awesome. And, and Edmonds would be one of those sideline-to-sideline linebackers in passing situations. That's what he did at the end of the year. That's what Vince Williams is is saying he should do. And he did just, great at it, too. Right. Vince Williams is on X Steelers saying that Edmonds should move to a linebacker, kind of like Mark Barron did late in his career. I, I think that would be an awesome signing, very versatile, and I think they just they need to get it done. Yeah, so that was on my list too. Um, and then, of course, there's talks about bringing Bud Dupree back, um, which who knows if that could happen either. But let me just go through the list of, of free agent names really quick just for, you know, um, I guess to be wholesome here. Um, so we mentioned Terrell Edmonds. We mentioned Steven Sims. Um, Miles Boykin, I said. Um, and Zach Gentry is another guy that I feel like I, I think we would bring back. I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, he's he's pretty solid in the run game, and he's cheap. So yeah. for me um, – As a second I, tight end, it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like we bring him back. Okay, so the rest of our free agents, Mason Rudolph, Chris Wormley, Derek Watt, Jesse Davis, he's a right tackle, Tyson Alawalu. Now, I think he's going to retire, but we're not entirely yeah. sure. Um, he hasn't said anything yet. Marcus Allen, Trenton Scott, who's another right tackle. Carl Joseph is a safety. Jeremy McNichols, he's a running back that we picked up. J.C. Hassenauer, he's a backup center that we have. Carlin Splatel is a, a cornerback. And then there's Benny Snell. So I think it's pretty clear some of those guys probably aren't going to get any attention from us. I think Benny's probably going to walk. I think Marcus Allen probably walks. I don't know if we sign a guy like him after yeah. all the crap that he did. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, how we'll fare with guys like Chris Wormley, Carl Joseph, some of those other, you know, uh, offensive linemen that I mentioned in, in Trent Scott and Jesse Davis. But, you know, there's there's a list there that have a history with the team, so you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and if, if you don't know a lot of those names, a, a lot of them did play last year and, and played special teams, and I think that is something that we overlook, that we can't overlook. Those are a lot of our core special teamers that are gone. That's and true. we talk about Derek Watt, Marcus Allen, uh, Miles Boykin, Benny Snell. Those were four of our best special teamers. So I think a couple of them, one or two, might get signed just as you know special teamers, guys, uh, for cheap. But um, otherwise, yeah, I think a lot of those guys just walk. Yeah, and then the only other thing we'll we'll continue to monitor here is if if we cut anyone else. Um, I don't I don't know why we haven't seen certain cuts come through. <clears throat> yeah, like why is Gunner? Yeah, why um, is Gunner still on the team? Akello Witherspoon's another name that it, it seems logical that he could go. I just and don't see Akello getting cut. I they just don't have enough they don't have enough bodies in that that cornerback room. Yeah, I guess at this point. And then and then to me the third name that jumps out here is Mitch Trubisky, and, and I I think at least from what you know, the, the inkling that I get is that we're committed to keeping Mitch Trubisky on our roster. And I, I don't know. I mean, he, he knows he's a backup quarterback now. And whether or not he wants to stay, we need to restructure that deal if it happens. Because I think he's making $8 million, which is way too much to have on yeah. uh, for a backup quarterback. But um, I wouldn't be all that surprised if he gets cut. And then maybe we sign Mason Rudolph and, and draft a quarterback or something like that. Um, I would yeah. have thought that we would have heard a little bit more from the quarterback position in terms of signing a, a, a backup like 
uh, you know, like a Mike White or, or some of these other guys that floated around and then maybe cut Mitch or cut Mason Rudolph, but, or let Mason Rudolph walk. But there is something to be said about bringing back guys that know the system and, and that, you know, uh, are consistent with the team. I think that says a lot. Yeah. And I, I really don't think that, that Mitch is going anywhere. Uh, I think that it's been pretty clear that they, they want to keep him. I mean, he is going to be one of the higher paid backups. Um, but five, six, he's getting eight, but five, six million is kind of what the going rate for a good backup quarterback is right now. And, and he, he knows the system, he knows the team, and he seems to be committed to be at the Steelers. So I don't see him getting cut. They seem very adamant they want to keep him. But, but maybe, but to your point, we have $40 million in cap space tied up to Deontay Johnson, Chooks Okorafor, and Mitch Trubisky. Ish. Those aren't your three superstars. I mean, Deontay Johnson could argue is a superstar, but the other three aren't your superstars. So it is a lot of money to have those guys. So we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Well, if you're good to move on, let's talk just for a few minutes here um, a little bit about some of the pro days and and some of the draft stuff that that we've seen floating around. Um, I'll just lead in here by saying, you know, we've been reading a lot that Tomlin and, and, you know, Omar Khan and and some of the guys in the front office and different positional coaches are attending a lot of the pro days that are out there. Um, Clemson, Georgia, Iowa, Iowa state, Michigan, I think Ohio state's tomorrow. And they're going to that. Hopefully we'll, we'll get to Penn state, see Joey Porter jr. Um, So really making a splash. You told me something really interesting about um, attending pro days. You want to share it with the group here? Yeah, I don't have the exact stat, but there's there's some statistic that the Steelers only they don't draft people whose pro days they don't go to in for, the first for, round, for second round picks, right? Early right. Pick. for first round picks. I don't think it's been a lot of years since they've taken a first round pick that they did not attend the pro day. So yeah. that's big for a couple names. One name is a, is a tackle out of Northwestern, Peter Skoronsky, Sk- Sk- I think yeah. is how you say it. Um, People thought he could be a big pick at 17, fill in the hole for Dan Moore, uh, which we didn't really talk about. The If you go by that, they chose Clemson over him, which you know you could argue that makes a lot of sense. So that's one name. And then the other name was today or yesterday, I believe. It was today, actually. Uh, Jordan Addison, they did not go to the USC Pro Day. Right. And and people are saying maybe that's maybe that's a tell that they're not going to take Addison at seventeen. Now, if he falls to the second round, it's fair game. But um, it's definitely something to keep an eye on that these pro days they go to. It seems like they're all in on, on some big tackles. They're they're looking at all the tackles right now at all these pro days. And like you said, Tomlin's there, Khan's there. They have a lot. Of, I think Kevin Colbert's been at some. They have a lot of bodies going to these pro days. Yeah, and the backstory there for those who don't know with Jordan Addison is Jordan Addison played at Pitt with Kenny Pickett. He was Kenny's go-to guy. Then he went into the transfer portal and went to USC. Um, and Kenny has openly said he'd love to have Jordan Addison on the Steelers. But yeah, they're uh, like best friends. Uh, yeah, Pickett talks to Addison's mom all the time. Like they're really good friends. Really want to play together. But right. But at pick seventeen, I'm not sure if I feel like that's appropriate. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll get I, into that as we get closer to the draft. I don't think. It's necessary at 17. I don't think he is good enough to be 17, but they, some people do think he's first wide receiver off the board. So I'd, I'd rather build that picket fence. Uh, Me too. Or, or, you know, get someone um, on the, on the defensive line or, or the linebacking core or, you know, a defensive back, a, a name I've heard come up recently uh, from Iowa is Lucas Van Ness. He's yeah. A, a defensive lineman that, 
some are saying is almost JJ Watt esque, just in terms of the physicality um, and you know the athleticism that this guy has. And and I'm not sure yeah. who's someone that would be up there at 17 or fall to 32, but um, he's someone that I know we're kind of scouting pretty pretty heavily as well. So the big ones tomorrow. You mentioned Ohio State. I think is tomorrow their pro day. Uh, yeah. So that would be March 22nd. Dewan Jones Jr., Daywan Jones Jr. out of Ohio State. He's an offensive tackle. He's 6'8", 374, has massive, massive arms. This guy is one of the top offensive tackles in the in the draft, and people think that we are really keying in on him. So it will be interesting to see how involved they are in that pro day tomorrow. Totally. So I think, you know, the positions that we brought in through free agency and re-signed, I think were great moves. And I, yeah. I think that there's still areas that we need to address, which makes sense. Right. And I think we're, we're doing that research and, you know, I, I would argue, like, I'm sure you probably would first four or five picks are probably going to be offensive line linebacker, defensive lineman and, and cornerback. Um, yep. I would be pretty shocked if, you know, at least four of those picks didn't go that way. And yeah. maybe we throw a wide receiver in there. Maybe there's a late round fire to quarterback, like we said, depending on what we do. But I think, I don't know. Like you said, we'll talk more later on about draft. I don't really even know that much about, you know, what we're going to do and how things will shift, but I, I think it's relatively predictable our needs and the picks that we position picks that we need. Yeah. I think you can basically that's 17th overall pick. It's going to be an offensive tackle. It's going to be a corner or it's going to be a, the best defensive player available, probably a yeah. D lineman or linebacker. So yeah, it's pretty obvious what we're going to take. Yeah. All right, cool. You want to jump around the division real quick? I know there were a few things uh, worth bringing up, some of the drama that's happening in uh, in Baltimore. And, and Yeah, I just wanted to touch on just the – we're sitting here talking about having a pretty good offseason, and we'll touch in a second about what the Steelers have been doing, the, the guys on the team. But around the division, you got Baltimore, who's refusing to pay their franchise quarterback and kind of putting him just – on the line and just letting people try to talk to him. I think that's a mess. I feel like Lamar might not end back there, which is crazy. They're losing coaches. Coaches, we signed one of their coaches, actually. Um, I forget his name, but he we took him off of the staff. So Baltimore's kind of a mess right now. Oh, they got players out talking, like talking about how they don't have a number one receiver and how the offense has sucked and this and that. So a lot of drama in Baltimore. Cincinnati has some drama. There's some drama with Jamar Chase. You can go check social media if you want to see about that. There's there's some drama about Joe <clears throat> Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon got in trouble again. They're having issues trying to pay all these piff people. Cincinnati's still going to be a beast. I mean, they got Orlando Brown, but they lost a lot of players as you defensively mentioned. too. Some some big defensive Jesse players. Bates and uh, who was the other safety? Von Bell. Von Bell. They're two starting safeties who are studs. They lost both of them. So yeah. Cincinnati's having a bit of turmoil up there, and then. The, the biggest mess out of the whole division, Cleveland, is still a mess. They converted all of Deshaun Watson's money into guaranteed. Well, they was already guaranteed, but they gave him more money up front. The rumors are they won't be have enough money to pay Nick Chubb, and they're going to trade him. I mean, just the mess of Cleveland continues, and I love seeing it. So, right now, right right now, the odds that have come out, the Steelers are the, the predicted to be fourth in the division. I think you should keep an eye on that because fourth. Uh, oh yeah, right now, if you look, we are the predict. Like if you look at betting favorites were fourth in the division well i'd throw money i'd throw money on that right now uh, we i feel like we are the we have the least amount of drama at this point and we're trying to build a, a promising team while these other teams are struggling with really key positions so was, i thought those were key points to bring up that 
while the rest of the NFC North is kind of a mess right now, we're yeah. we're standing solid. And the good news we're getting out of the Steelers is that we've been seeing videos of Kenny throwing balls down in Florida. I think he was in New Jersey for a little bit back home. Now yep. he's down in Florida, or at least from what I saw, I, I think he might be on vacation or a bachelor party right now doing something. But <laughs> he's allowed to. He's, do getting, that. he's getting married soon, but. Um, he was at least in Florida training, and, and he, he brought most of the guys down there. So Pickens was down there. Deontay Johnson was down there. Connor Hayward, Steven Sims. Mitch Trubisky even went down there. Gunner was down there. Gunner was down there. I mean, uh, Anthony Miller was down there. I mean, there yeah. was a lot of guys down there, and I thought that was awesome to see. Supposedly, Mitch Trubisky had a big part in it. Supposedly, he helped plan it, and he helped bring people down, which I think is huge, and that's why I talked about I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's really bought in, and I love that. I like the team morale. It seems like they all want to play together, and they all want to get better together. Pickens was there. Deontay Johnson was there. They're all practicing together, and I I think that's awesome, awesome, awesome to see. Right. Yeah, everybody's practicing together. Oh, we didn't even mention it. Calvin Austin was there. Calvin Austin was there practicing with Kenny Pickett catching balls. I think that's a huge deal. It means he's healthy enough to practice. And, and catch balls, and, and these guys are getting some – they're trying to, you know, get their stuff figured out before the season starts, which is which is awesome to see. They're just trying to train, put their head down, and, and get better, and that makes me so happy. It's what you want to see, and quite frankly, I'll say, you know, this probably happens for most teams, yeah. you know, in the off season, but I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit more of a narrative around it this year, or maybe it's, I don't know, a little bit more intentional to, to the point where it's getting me fired up. Like I think what really I like about it is it's a bunch of young guys that are putting in the time to get better and, and, and with together, not alone. They're not training alone. They're, they're trying to practice together and, and grow together, which is good. And they, the veteran guy in the group is Mitch Trubisky, and he's helped leading. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, we know we have one of the youngest offenses in the NFL. So for this to happen, is, uh, it's a good sign, and I'm really excited for what's to come. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about, or should we go ahead and close it out? I think that's it. I think we we hit on pretty much everything. I'm just I'm getting super excited for this season, and I know it's only March, but these signings and this activity has been awesome, and I'm I'm super stoked. Yeah, man, me too. So uh, we will be back. I think hopefully for a couple episodes in April. Um, hoping to do kind of a draft preview closer to, to the actual draft that is at the end of April. And hopefully we'll have a guest on for that episode. And then we'll get together for a little bit of a draft recap in you know, early May, once we have a pretty good idea what the roster looks like, at least, um, you know, in, in the nineties in terms of how many players we'll have. Um, and then we're moving forward. Then it's, you know, spring training and, all that fun stuff. Yeah, OTAs and training OTAs. camp and yeah, yeah. It's 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 about to get exciting. So uh, we we're gonna have some more things to talk about. So that'll be good. Totally. All right. Well, that'll wrap things up for today. We thank you all for tuning in. As always, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace.